Welcome back, listeners, to Sandman Stories Presents. Today we have three stories from the Book of Chinese Fables and Folk Stories by Mary Hayes Davis and Chao Liung. In the first, a merchant puts flowers and fish in the same shop, and the fish complain loudly. In the second story, the birds convince the cat not to kill them, even though the hen really wants them dead. Finally, in the third story, it's about a boy who is filled with curiosity, as all good learners should be. But he is also missing a sense of danger, which almost gets him killed. Okay, let's begin. The Fish and the Flowers Once there was a Chinese merchant who sold flowers and fish. In the winter time, the flowers and fish each had a separate house to live in. But one very cold winter, the merchant said to his servants, I think we must put the lily bulbs in the house with the fish. It is warmer there. And a thousand and a thousand narcissus bulbs, which were growing for the great feast of the new year, were moved into the house with the fish. This made the fish angry, and that night they scolded the narcissus. Friends, said the fish, this is not your place, and we will not have you here. We do not like your odor. You spoil our people. When men pass by our door, they will only see you. They will never see our family. You cannot help or do any good here, so you must go. Every day a hundred and a hundred merchants and students come to visit us. If you stand by our door, they will surely think the fish are all gone, and there is nothing but flowers left. We do not want our place to smell so strongly of flowers. We do not like it. It is very bad and makes us sick. The narcissist answered, Strange, but we were thinking that same thing. Some people say that fishes have a bad odor, but I never heard it said of our flowers. I think I will say no more about it. Let the others decide. Then another flower spoke and said to the one who had been talking, Hush, sister, this is not our house. We will go tomorrow. Let these fishes say what they will about us, and do not quarrel with them. All people know we are not bad and that our fragrance is sweet. When the morning sunshine came, the doors were opened, and a thousand and a thousand flowers had blossomed in the night. And the people said, Oh, how sweet! Even a fish house can be made pleasant. We wish it could be like this all the time. And one visitor said, How sweet this place is! Do fishes or flowers live here? And when he saw, he said, it is too bad to put delicate flowers in evil-smelling places. Then three students came by to buy flowers. The servant brought three pots from the fish house, and the students said, We do not want pots from the fish house. Give us others. These have a disagreeable smell, like the fishes. The fishes heard all, and were even more angry at the flowers. But the flowers heard and were happy, and they said, How foolish to quarrel and try to put evil on others. Yi zi, meaning, the good need no defense. Their best defense lies within themselves. Story number two. The hen, the cat, and the birds. Once a farmer's boy caught three young woodlarks. He took them home and gave them his best and largest cage to live in. Soon they were happy and sang almost all day long. 
Everyone liked the birds very much, excepting the cat and the hen. One day the sun shone very hot, and the birds tried to get out of the cage. They wanted to fly in the trees and bushes. The farmer's boy knew what they wanted and hung their cage in the tree. He said to himself, I think my birds will like this. They can get acquainted with the other birds. I know birds should go with birds. That is their happiness. Then the woodlark sang loud and long, for they were glad to be in the trees. An old hen was sitting on some eggs nearby, and her little ones were just beginning to come out of their shells. The singing of the birds made her angry, and she said to them, Will you stop that noise for a time so that I may hear my little ones call? I cannot hear a word my children say. That is not a pretty song anyway. When other birds sing, their songs are sweet, but your noise hurts my ears. Why do you sing all the time? No one likes to hear you. That foolish boy did not know much about birds or he would not have caught you. There are plenty of other birds in the mountain. The thrush and the kind birds are good with fine voices and clean and beautiful feathers. Why could not that foolish boy catch them? They are the birds I like. They are kind to chickens and like to live with us. But you woodlarks are our enemies and our children fear to come near you. The birds made no reply to the hen's scolding. They sang and were happy and did not seem to notice her. This only made the hen more angry, and when the cat passed by her door, she said, Good morning, Mrs. Cat. Do you know that we have much trouble since our enemies, the woodlarks, came here to live? They are always trying to get out of the cage. I think they want to hurt my children or yours, she added slyly. Do you hear their harsh, ugly voices all the day? I cannot sleep. I cannot find any comfort here since those birds have come. Our master's son brought them, said the cat, and we cannot help ourselves. What would you do about it? I told you, said the hen, that I do not like those birds. They should be killed or driven away. I do not like them very well either, replied the cat. Cats and birds do not go well together. Cats like birds to eat, you know. But then... Men like chickens. If you do not want them there, we can do this. At midday, when the master's son lets the birds out for a bath, they sit a while in the sun to dry their feathers. When you see them come out, call cluck cluck, and I will come and catch them or drive them away. When the time came for the birds to take their bath, the cat was asleep. The hen called loudly. The cat heard her and crept quietly to the place where the birds were bathing. But one of the birds saw the cat and said to her, Mrs. Cat, what are you trying to do? We know what the hen said to you about us last night. I heard her advise you to kill us or drive us away. Is this not true? The old hen does not wish us to live here, but then the rats and mice do not like you to live here either. I warn you not to put your paws on us. If you kill us, the master's boy will kill you, and he will kill and cook the hen. Do you know how much he loves us? Every morning before the sun shines, he is up, and do you know where he goes? He goes to the river to catch the baby swims, for us. He goes to the mountain and catches grasshoppers, for us, and from the fields he brings us seeds and rice. He works hard for us, sometimes he brings other toys just to hear our songs. He spent much money for our cage and our gemstone water dishes. Every day the master asks his son, How are your birds, my son? One day our brother would not eat food and the boy said to his father, What ails my bird, father? 
All the foods are here, but he will not eat. The father answered, I will call a doctor. And the doctor came and said, The bird has fever. Give him some dawong's hay and tseng to me, and he will be well soon. The boy paid the doctor for this, so you see how well he loves us. When we do not like to stay in the house, he hangs us out in the trees so that we can talk with other birds. Now, Mrs. Cat, do you see how well we are cared for? Go back and tell the old hen not to talk about us. Do not notice what she says against us, for if you kill us, as the hen wishes you to do, you will surely have no life left in the world. You see how cunning the hen is. She will not do the thing herself, but wants you to do it. That proves that she is your enemy as well as ours. Oh, Mrs. Cat, do not be foolish. You have three little ones to care for. If you lose your life by taking ours, who will care for your children? Will the hen do it? I think not. When the cat heard such wisdom from a little bird, she said, Well, 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 I think you are right, and went away. E zi Meaning True friends will not ask you to do things they would not do themselves. Story number three. The boy who wanted the impossible. Tsing Ching, pure gold, was four years old when his parents sent him to a baby school for the first time and told him that the teacher could tell him everything he would like to know. When he saw a queer bird flying around, he asked his teacher, What kind of thing is that in the air? His teacher told him, a bird, and that to be a bird meant to fly around and sing in every place and make music for the people. The boy said, can I not do it? His teacher said, yes, you can sing music for the people, but you cannot fly unless you get wings. Tsing Ching replied, yes, I can do that too. My grandmother has told me about a spirit with wings. His teacher said, if your grandmother told you that, you can try and see. You may be a man with wings sometime. Just then the servant girl that his mother had sent came to fetch him from the school. When they reached the park by his home, Tsing Ching said, Lao Mai, I want that long ladder and a long stick. The nurse girl did not know what he would do with them, but she finally had to give him both to keep him from crying. She was afraid that his mother would hear him cry and that she would come out and scold her for not taking better care of the child. As he took the long ladder, he said, Now I am going to be a bird. His nurse said, You cannot be a bird, Tsing Ching. Birds fly. You cannot fly. Why are you trying to climb up the ladder? That is not the way to be a bird. Lao Mai helped him up two or three steps when his mother called her to come in and she left him there for a little time. He climbed up, up, nine steps by himself, and fell down. But he was not hurt, nor did he cry. He had no fear. He thought of but one thing. He was going to be a bird. Suddenly his mother came and saw him again trying to climb up the ladder and asked, What are you doing, Tsing Ching? He answered, I want to be a bird. Wait. I will try again. I know that birds fly in the air, not on the ground. I cannot fly on earth. If I get up high in the air, then I know I can fly. 
His mother thought he wanted to climb up and get a bird. She looked all around and said, There is no bird up there now. But, Amma, I want to be a bird. The servant Lao Mai came just then and explained to his mother. His mother said that he was a foolish boy and gave him food and sent him to school again. In two hours, the teacher sent all the boys out to play. They ran to the pond where the goldfish were, for they liked to watch them swim in the water. After exercise, they all went into the schoolroom, and Tsing Ching told his teacher, I saw many goldfish swimming in the pond. Did you know that, teacher? A man fed them rice, and they all came out for him. They seemed so happy. They shook their tails and waved their fins and swam up and down and all around in the cool water. Oh, I should like to be a fish. His teacher said, Learn lessons now. But Tsing Ching could not study. He could only think. Think about the fish. Soon he asked that he might go out to drink. Then he went to the pond, took off his clothes. But the gardener saw him and asked, What are you doing, boy? This is school time. I want to be a fish, said Tsing Ching. The gardener thought he wanted to catch the fish and said, The fish are for your eyes and not for your hands. Do not disturb them. Tsing Ching sat down and waited until the gardener went away. Then he stepped into the water and talked to the fish. I am going to be one of you now, he said. Come to me and show me how to swim with you. But they all hurried away. For half an hour he splashed in the shallow water, trying to swim, until the teacher thought, Where is Tsing Ching? and sent a boy to see. He found him in the pond and asked him to come into the schoolroom, saying the teacher would punish him if he did not. No, said Tsing Ching, I shall be a fish. I told the teacher I was going to be a fish. And so the boy went back and told the teacher, who hardly knew what to think. Finally he went out with a stick and asked, Tsing Ching, what are you doing here? Do you know this is school time? Do you know that you are allowed only to go for a drink and not to stay here and play? You have done wrong. Why, teacher, I told you that I wanted to be a fish, said Tsing Ching. I do not want books or exercises. I am going to be a fish, and I will not go to school. Mother said you teach everything. Now teach me to be a fish. His teacher said, How foolish you are, Tsing Ching. You are a boy, a man. You can learn many things better than to be a fish. Come with me now. That night, when Tsing Ching was walking with his mother and nurse out by the water, he saw the summer moon shining in the lake. How strange, Amma! The moon is under the lake. See, it raises the lake and shakes it all the same. I want it. What kind of a white ball is it? Then his mother told him that the moon was in the sky, not in the lake, and she explained and showed him. And when he saw the moon in the sky, he said, I know that is not the moon in the lake, for it shakes. It is not quite like the one in the sky. It is a silver ball, I know. He asked so many questions that his mother grew tired of answering and let him ask unnoticed. Then he wandered away a little distance and threw stones in the water, and the waters waved and the white ball danced so prettily that he wanted it very much. He waded into the lake, deeper, deeper, until he fell down. 
he screamed and swallowed the water, and it took a long time to make him alive again after his mother took him out of the lake. When the neighbors heard about it, they said, Foolish boy, not satisfied to do the things he can, he is always wanting things he cannot have. Many people in this world are like Ting Ching. The end. Three very interesting tales. The first story just made me think of the smell of fish tanks, which is not one I like. The second story was an interesting tale of jealousy and the hen getting the cat to do the hen's work. Uh, yeah. And the third story was my favorite. I really identify with the boy in the way that he likes to learn things and do things. I thought it was really beautiful to see. I know it was not the message, but I, I like it when students are curious. The podcast shout-out is to the Vocal Fries podcast. I first became aware of this show when one of the hosts was on another linguistics podcast that I listened to. The hosts, Dr. Kerry Gillian and Dr. Megan Figueroa, talk to people around the world about how language is important to the speakers. They talk about linguistic discrimination and how everyone makes judgments about how people speak, and it's really unnecessary. They are a shining example of examining biases that we hold against speakers and signers of languages. It has really helped me see why I had feelings about things like vocal fry and upspeak and what it said about me. And I love their tagline. Since it contains a swear word, I'll keep it PG here. Don't be a jerk. And the listener shout out is to Cape Coral, Florida, the traditional lands of the Calusa people, who sadly were the victims of raiding parties and disease. The descendants of the Calusa have integrated into Cuban society when a large portion of the population was taken there when Spain gave Florida to the British. Cape Coral, you are 68% of my listeners from Florida and have made Florida the number one state for my listeners. Thank you and good night.